Okay, I'm here with Paul Seville, a road team captain, a driver for UPS Freight. Thank you for taking a few minutes to be with us today. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start with some of the background. Why don't you tell us how, you, how and why you became a truck driver and, and how long you've been doing this? Okay. Um, I, I really, it was really kind of by chance. Uh, I was actually in warehousing, was a warehouse manager, uh, and really was going in that direction. But the company that I worked for lost a big account, so they just closed that warehouse. So my sales rep at Overnight said, we need help over at Overnight. So I went over there and, and, and started there, and I really, I just, just something about it, I knew that I really liked it. And I went out and got my CDLs, and my first week of driving, I knew without a doubt that that was what I wanted to do. Mm. That I wasn't going to look back. Um, and throughout my just even driving, even soon after that, I, I just I just knew that um, I, even after my career, even up to this point. Is I know that I don't even see myself retiring from driving. I know that someday I got to retire, but it's going to be with a tear in my eye, and that's how much it's I part love. of you. It's yeah, part of who it, you it, are it, it and what is. you want to do. It's, and, not, it's and, more than just a, a job to you. It's part of of who you are and part of your life. I yeah, guess and, and you know, and, and when I look back, I really thought that when when uh, you know the the warehouse shut down. Uh, you know, I thought, what am I going to do? And I just had no idea of, of um, the path it was going to lead me to and how much I was going to love this. Uh, you reference overnight. That's overnight transportation yeah. that was purchased by UPS and now we, the longtime LTL that's now UPS Freight. Yes, that's correct. Yes. So uh, how long have you been driving in total? How many miles has that added up to approximately? Um, well, I, I don't drive over the road, mm. so I drive local. Uh, I pick up and delivery. I've done that for about 17 years. I've been with the company for 18 years. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've got about 500,000 miles in, in the city. And what some of that um, local pickup and delivery entails is just I have about maybe eight to 10 deliveries and probably somewhere around that many pickups every day. They could be to convenience stores, construction sites, hospitals, residential areas, warehouses. So I really have to be really mentally prepared every day when I go in to work. I don't know what's uh, what's going to happen, where I'm going to go. But is that part of the enjoyment that it is yeah, a little bit different? Yeah, that you have some yeah. predictability in, in your route, but also it's a different experience every it's day. Is that yeah. part of the enjoyment? Yeah, you're exactly right. You I, mentioned city. What what area you you, you drive in? Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, so you're a road team uh, a captain. You're wearing right. this lovely blazer here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the program, how you got involved in it, uh, you, and um, what your experience was like during the active time you were a captain, and, and how it's been since when you're a veteran of the program. Okay, um, how I really got involved in it was I had some good mentors. Uh, and how I got those mentors was I kept asking them every day, you know, what are you doing? And, and, and these were competitor drivers. And, and I guess they got tired of me asking them, and they said, you know, you need to go compete in the truck driving championships 
I said, well, I can't do that. I don't, I'm not good enough. He said, no, it's not about, it's not about winning, it's about learning. And, and you can learn all, about all the safety stuff you're wanting to know. I said, well, I don't know how to do it. Well, they came over to my yard and set up a, a course and, and uh, showed me everything to do. And when I told them, hey, okay, you can practice with, with our equipment. And they said, no, we, we just came over to help you. And, and I realized that day the driver that I wanted to be and that, and that even though we were all competitors, that we had a common goal is to help each other mm -hmm. make it to our most I hear that quite stop. often with the truck driving champion. That's competitive as it can be, that there's also this camaraderie element yep. that, that's very and beneficial to everyone once everyone goes back to sort of their, their, their normal lives once right. the event is over. And then so during that process, so now I knew the driver I wanted to be, um, going out on my route every day, I, I went under that sign that uh, the fatality sign on the highways that, that said total fatalities last year, fatalities so far this year. And every time I went under it, um, the, the numbers would go be more than the previous day. My heart would just sink. And, and I knew it was someone's grandmother or grandfather or a mother, father, or even a child. And, and I just, I didn't want to go under that sign and that be my family member, my wife or my daughter or, my mom, you know, so I wanted to do something about that number. And, and I went into work one day and I seen a, an America's Road Team sign on our, our wall that says, do you want to be on this team? Fill out an application. And, and I read what it was about, about, you know, going around and talking about safety. And, and I thought, this is my opportunity. This is how I can make a difference in trying to get that number to zero. And, I met some road team captains at the truck driving championships and they told me how to uh, fill out the application, you know, what I really needed on it and, and I really kind of already had a start on some of that but I still needed a few years to kind of build mm -hmm. on, on my application and, and that's what I did. So for, for three or four years I, I, just, I just tried to make my application look as, as, as good as it could because even then. I looked at that team and I thought, there's no way I can get on that team. Uh, you know, these guys are, are but really... But you are. And, and yeah, and so um, once we get on, the, once I got on the team, it's just been one of the greatest experiences of my life. And it's everything that I wanted to do. And I've been able to go around and just talk about, you know, the safety of, of um, sharing the roads with family. Uh, been able to be able to talk about the image, the essentiality, the sustainability, um, and and it's just been all the different neat things I've been able to do. I think some of the some of the neatest things I've done is is talking to kids, and and you know you get them in the truck and you start kind of showing them some of these safe driving techniques. But, you know, their eyes really light up when, when you know, when, when I get behind the wheel, you know, I have a responsibility to look out for other people's lives. But I also set the example of safety. And, and they may not have driver's license yet, but they learn a lot from the back seat. So when I ask these kids, you know, uh, you watch your mom and dad drive, and you did that up to this point, 
and you know, are they texting or are they paying attention or they you know they all start telling me all kinds of stuff about whether the, you know their mom and dad is, is a good driver or, or they're they're texting and 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 you and you realize that they realize that they can tell they're them picking these things up from yeah, the back seat and and I said they realize that they can say hey uh, I'm in the car you know set a good example for me but I'm precious cargo and right. and uh, you know so it's just those are those are some of the, the just the best moments to be able to just talk to those young minds and just uh, create a, uh, a a good path of, of just safe driving techniques whether it be a, a young child uh, maybe their parents or anywhere in between when you're out meeting uh, at, at events showing them the truck or just speaking with them about what you do and and, and about uh, trucking what are some of the most common questions or maybe some of the most random questions that the general public might ask you that you're able to sort of answer for them and give them a, a perspective uh, on trucking what are some of those things that, that most often you're asked when you're interacting with the general public about trucking uh, mostly um, so far this year, and this is I've just got on the team this year. Um, the the different we have two different trucks, and one of them is a rolling classroom. So I go in there. Most of, most of the questions is what is this, mm -hmm. and and then so I just go in and explain to them the the driving simulator, uh, what all the trucking moves America forward, um, and and a lot of them don't know that they don't. Um, uh, they see the truck, but they're not. They're, they don't realize when I, you explain to them about, you know, our clothes, or you know, our camera, uh, our cell phones. You know, that's how we get everything, mm -hmm. and that no one wants to be behind the truck, but but that's how we get everything. So most of them are just. They just ask what we're there for, and and that's my opportunity to jump mm -hmm. in and just start talking about really, you know, the trucking moves America forward. Mm -hmm. That's what I really start getting into because it really covers everything, and and whether it is the driver shortage or it's the image, the, the essentiality, mm -hmm. the sustainability, and, and the safety of it. Um, the and then the other probably most common one is is when they sit in a seat. Mm -hmm. How do you get this truck around? How do you how do you do this? You know, they when you've seen it from outside, and that's then you set. That's one thing. And then when you sit in the seat, that's a totally another thing because, and, and I can relate to that question because, you know, back to when I first started driving in that first week, I did sit at the end of the driveway, mm -hmm. about 10 minutes looking at my mirrors. Boy, that's a big trailer. But, you know. Uh, it doesn't feel so big anymore. But yeah, it doesn't feel so big anymore. So I apologize. I realize you're a current captain. I referenced a minute ago that you had done it once in a once a road team captain, always. I, I misspoke about that. You're on the current team, so I, I apologize for that. Truck driver shortage. We know it's there. This, uh, projections are increasing. How bad it really may be. I guess you play a role in this interaction, in uh, in the shortage. I'm just wondering if you could share when you interact with the public. The, their feedback, if you get a sense from these interactions that you may be inspiring some younger people to consider drive, uh, uh, careers as truck drivers where maybe they had them before they interacted with you, 
uh, along with just uh, what other thoughts you may have in terms of ways to find the next generation. You're, you're a young driver, even younger than you, where are we gonna find this next crop of drivers? Uh, you know, I, uh, those are very good points. And uh, I wish I had the answer to that question. Um, but it's, it is a very difficult um, time for the industry as far as driver shortage. But I do think we are doing a lot of things to uh, attract drivers to it. Uh, but there are still some things I think we could do. And some of them as far as um, attracting the driver. And, and, and some of the guys I'm talking to, it's just really it's just customers that I went to. And they've asked me about driving. And they I say, hey, we'll go get your CDLs. Well, I got to go to school. I got to save up for it. You know, they're throwing out all these excuses. And, and then I explained to them that, hey, you know, just call one of these companies. They, mm -hmm. most of them have programs that they will pay for your schooling for you. Very good point. And, and you just sign on to drive with them for a year or two, whatever, whatever it is. And, and I've had some customers do that. And I check, I, I'll, I'll keep in contact with them to make sure you see, ask them how they're doing and how they're liking it. And most of it, every time they, they've text me back or they call me and say, this is the best decision I ever made. So we need to clone you and put you out there at every job fair <laughs> yeah. and everywhere. That, that's yeah, the you know, answer, and I don't we figured know it if, out today. And you know, I don't know if that is something that's really out there, but I do find that, that that's an excuse. I'm saving up for school. And they don't realize that there's a lot of programs out there that will pay for mm -hmm. it. Um, that's an area that will probably grow as, as fleets search for additional ways to, uh, to find new drivers and, sure. and then also to keep them some of this uh, buying into the training, assisting with the training, and probably continued training as they, they stay on with the fleet, hopefully. Sure. Uh, it's and probably an area that's going to, going to grow. I would imagine. Uh, and you know, some of the other things is that when we get the drivers on, it's just retaining them. And it's just, if, if a driver's coming to you and asking you to um, go to his son's baseball game or his daughter's dance recital, or maybe even simply to go out with his wife, or if it's a lady, to go out with her husband. Um, if you're making that significant other happy at home, then you're going to have a happy driver at work. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's a... It that's affects a, all family. It affects the whole family. Um, you know, if you come home day after day and your, your kid's sitting on the porch because you're sad because you didn't come to his, his ball game, um, that, that has an effect. Mm -hmm. so, you, so, you, so it's important to move the freight, but it's also important that, to remember that that driver has a family. And, and so, you know, again, I, there's a lot of things that this industry is doing and moving in that direction to. Um, it's a process. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and they're doing a lot of great things, too. Absolutely. Okay, I want to transition a little bit away from the road team and some of what we've talked about. Paul and I, were, we were in uh, uh, Ohio uh, in July at an event uh, um, involving uh, his company, uh, UPS and, uh, and Bendex. Uh, we we're able to test out some safety technologies together. I'm going to admit, the night before, I was sort of freaked out that I'm with going to be driving 
with a, a road team member and, and, and another longtime UPS driver. I'm saying, I am supposed to get in the, the truck without a CDL <laughs> on this racetrack, and, yep. and I'm supposed to do all this. It was a fascinating day. It was truly one, one, of, one of the most memorable days I, I've had in the almost 15 years I've been at Transport yep. Topic. So it's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today so we could share a little bit about that now. It, it timed with an announcement from UPS where they they, uh, they made the collision mitigation technology standard on, on the Class A track is moving forward. So there was a, a, a tie-in. We tested more than that. We tested some of the, the uh, braking, uh, uh, some of the rollover, uh, the so collision mitigation. Um, I loved it. Once I got in and I got up the courage, I had a great time with it. You, on the other hand, I was stunned that you were a little hesitant, even more than I was, yeah. to get in there and, and, and they said, go, and step on it and turn and, and, and do these risky maneuvers, I yeah. guess, in a very controlled yeah. setting. Right. But to do this, to test it out, and you were, yeah. you had to convince yourself to do it. So I wonder if you could share with, with the audience a little bit about the day we spent together and the process you went through in your mind about convincing yourself to do it. Yeah, and I, I you know, I remember that day and, and I remember you in the truck and, and, and uh, I remember hearing you uh, commenting and, you know, it was, it was perfect because I was reluctant about doing some of the things that they were saying, hey, go and do. I, we had the, you know, the instructor do it first. Yes. But and, I, and very detailed instructions in a very controlled environment. There were a lot of safety measures in place, yeah. but we had to be a little risky to test the technologies out. Exactly. So it really went against everything that I've trained and my driving methods. And, and so, so that's where I was reluctant at is that I did that's and, and I mentioned that the guy he said the instructor said you can go faster and, and I I remember one of my comments was this is very unnatural to me <laughs> and, and I remember you making a comment about that and, and uh, you know I tried going as fast as I could but I just wasn't gonna go as fast as that instructor but even then I was still able to test out these safety features um, the vehicle stability system. That was one where we just we just made a hard mm -hmm. U-turn kind of, and and the brakes, the active braking would would come on and selectively uh, activate certain brakes to prevent a, right. a rollover. Right. So I didn't do it as fast as that instructor, but I I made some I didn't of them either, come on. <laughs> and watching it from when you weren't in the vehicle to watch it from. The sidelines, you really got a sense as to the preventing the, the rollover. Right. It was a, a very different experience being inside the vehicle where you could sort of feel it, but then to witness how dramatic the rollover could have been without right. the safety, additional set of safety wheels Absolutely. to prevent it from going over really opened uh, my eyes. And one of the most amazing parts of it was when they had that dummy car, and it was it wasn't an actual car, it was just one made up look like a dummy right. car. And we drove up behind it, I think maybe 35 miles an hour. I think it was actually 38. I went back oh, okay. and checked. But between 35 and 40, we're and, going and phasing and, what looks like a car. You, go ahead. And, and they said, just keep your foot on the gas and don't don't let up. And, and we're doing that. And, you know, I still wanted to hit the brake, but I didn't. And then the truck 
you know, the radar saw the car and, and then that active braking pushed the brakes for you. And, and it stopped about three or four feet before this dummy car. You but, definitely cross that threshold in your mind saying, yeah. this shouldn't be happening. It, yes. it, it, it definitely, that, it crossed my mind. That, you get that, past that point where you know something's supposed to be wrong and then it kicked in. Is that, is that, was that similar yeah. for you? And, and you know, at any point, I know that I could have taken over, uh, but I let it do its, its, its thing, its uh, process of stopping before hitting the car. And, but I really wanted to put, push my, put my foot on the brake. Uh, but in that sense, you know, that whole demonstration really shows how well those safety features work. Um, but even as amazing as those safety features are, and they're going to save lives. And, you know, even that um, fatality sign that, that we see on the highways, it's going to make an impact on getting those numbers to zero. But even saying that, you know, using our safe driving methods, that's our primary safe driving um, tool, which is to move your eyes every two seconds, to check your mirrors every five to eight seconds, and you know, to look down the road for hazards to be prepared for those. Um, you know, that's what's going to get you home safe, keeping a good safe following distance. Um, you know, those are still my primary safe driving methods. And, you know, uh, uh, a good way to describe those safety features is it's like a, a paratrooper with a reserve parachute that I'm still going to do my normal daily routine, use my, my safe driving methods, and now I just have another layer of safety. But I'm not going to make any decisions based on those safety features. For example, if there's inclement weather, I'm going to reduce my, my speed and increase my following distance. That's the two best things I can do. I'm, I'm not going to be able to drive faster because I have these safety features on, on my vehicle. One of the takeaways I remember from that day was uh, a feeling that it had confirmed all of the safe training and background, all of that, to actually be risky and let that technology yes. kick in. It's not about if it's kicked in, it's sort of too late. I remember that one of the takeaways yep. that we talked at dinner that evening and, and, and digested what we had witnessed and, and experienced that day. That that's All that safety, as you just said, is great, but it really confirmed in your mind everything that you had done leading up to testing these things out. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, um, uh, I remember the, the unnatural the feeling of it, and then I remember that now you mentioned that, yeah. that that when I was going around it's that, hard for that, me to forget that, it. that you know, this confirms all of my training and all of my safe driving methods, um, and, and that you know, that's what's going to get me home safe. And and oh, go ahead, and uh, you know, so that was that was one of the things that really stuck out to me is that you know, it just really does confirm all the training that all the um, uh, companies do to train their drivers mm -hmm. and why we should, you know, train and retrain and stay up to date on our training. Uh, just because you get trained once. The uh, technology you know, changes so fast. Yeah. It's changing every year in this exhibit hall. It, it's it's dram so dramatic. Yes. What 12 month period, how much it could change. One one other thing involved that, that I took away and UPS is not alone in this, but we hear a lot about uh, you know, ROI on a lot of the safety equipment and all that, but 
there are business decisions to be made, but UPS and your part of uh, among a elite group of drivers, I guess we could say that, are asked to test this stuff out in the settings, such as an example that we just did, to get feedback from the drivers before there is any investment. We want to know how the drivers feel about this technology, how they understand it, how it can be implemented through the fleet, how you then can take it and say, yeah, we like it, and, and we know it takes some getting used to, but this is going to work for you. It's going to make everybody safer. It, I was, it was interesting to interact with you about the way that the company reaches out to the drivers to say, we need yep. your input at the ground right. level to make sure we're doing the right yes. thing. Just wonder if you could, could expand just a little bit on, on, on that process. I know it's not the first and only time you've been involved in testing safety technologies. Uh, you know, it's, it's some of those, uh, uh, we really do a, uh, a good job at with our safety committees and our involvement in those. Uh, we really do uh, talk to a lot of the drivers and get their input. And, and I would say probably one of the, the safety, on these safety features, we do have these tractors in the system now. And, and one of the things that I have went around and talked to a lot of the drivers about um, is, is, hey, you've got this new truck with these safety features. Did you get training on it? And, and now there's about half the drivers say, yeah, I got training on it. I know what they are, I know what they do. The other half said, no. I, Kind of start going out and the truck's stopping and I'm not sure what it's doing and, and uh, so you know that's in, in finding out some of that stuff you can you can go back to the managers and say hey we need to we need to make sure that we're talking to the drivers and explaining to them what these new safety features are and make sure we're staying current it's an on ongoing, our, on our this is an ongoing process that includes drivers, it includes safety managers, yeah, it includes it's, a, a top executives making the investments and the decisions. Exactly. There's definitely a, a very much a, a, commute, a communication loop that has to go on. Yes, and it has with, to constantly go on. You can't just, just say it one time and uh, in one meeting. It's, it's got to constantly. Or make one investment that this yeah. is, this is a, a constant process. Absolutely. Okay. Paul, I appreciate you taking this time uh, and sharing that story, especially about, about July, and congratulations on everything you're doing with the road team. And thank you for joining us on Live on Web today. Thank you, Neil. Appreciate, appreciate it. it.